almost feel like we should have a movie rolling. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like we should have a movie rolling. Just, Just play the movie and talk while the movie's happening. Yeah. <laughs> no, almost. I almost want to do. Oh wait! Oh yeah, it's your fault. Yeah. Is recording now? Yeah. Oh cool. And popcorn. So much crunching. I don't think there's a nicer way to record than this. No, there isn't. <laughs> some pop. Is this like a yeah sure? Is it like a filter of some kind? It's a pop filter. Pop filter. Okay. Yeah, so cool. P's and B's and T's. Oh, nice. Don't sound too. Pa. Pa. Papa. Pa. Kla. Kla. Oh, dude, that Spanish guy. He was from Cuba, right? Oh, the, the guy, the teacher. Cla. Yeah, Cuban. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, wow. He moved like water, you know, yeah. so fluid wow. and everything. Like Mercury. Unbelievable. I'll never have a teacher like that again. Good times. Rubio! <laughs> we were both Rubio. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes we are all Rubio. And he starts explaining things to you, and you, uh, you're like, you shake your head, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I totally get what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. What the In fuck Cuban you're Spanish, you're like, ah, ah, si, vale, vale, <laughs> vale, vale. <laughs> ah, claro. And then you just do cla cla, yep. <laughs> and it works. Two minutes later, Rubio. That was funny, man. Mm. Good times. Pirso de Molina, you dance. Damn, man. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, I don't feel like during the past... Uh, since Friday, I don't feel like we communicated properly. A lot. I feel like we communicated... In terms of what? Like right now, we're watching La La Land. Mm. I feel like we we were finally together, you know? Which is weird. Yeah, yeah. I think you have a point. But it's been so chaotic, I think, just figuring out what we should do. Mm-hmm. And then actually getting around to doing it, trying to wake up. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Yeah. And so on. I guess we haven't had time to just chill, exactly. It's been all about like, okay, let's let's meditate for 30 minutes. I'm going to read now. I'm going to write now. I'm going to do some uni stuff. Hmm. But okay, let's think about Hamburg. Imagine I come to visit you in Hamburg. What would we do? Like Ham- Hamburg is a city, there is a lot to see. Mm. So first off, I take you to that usual tour you have to take everyone to. Mm. You see the Alster, you see the lake, you see the nice buildings. and then Because Hamburg is really aesthetically beautiful. The city itself is just nice. Mm. And it's hard to find a city that actually looks that pretty, which is clean and everything works and people are nice. So we see all of that, and then like I take you to definitely the Chuck Club, one hundred percent. That's gonna happen. But like it's expensive, you know. It's like twenty euros if we wanna if we wanna sit down and do the yeah for the menu for the menu. So yeah. to explain to to the audience. 
the non-existent audience. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't, wanna, I don't feel like explaining what the Czech club is. <laughs> I'll explain another point. You guys can. We'll get. We'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. I think I've read that line like fifty times in the <laughs> understanding intelligence chapter. <laughs> but we. <laughs> It's like, uh, enter, new new line, but we'll get to that later, period. Then, onwards. Yeah, there's a lot of nonsense. <laughs> like, I went through, I went through a lot of the, the text that I wrote, like, a while back, mm. which was like 90 pages, man, it's like 35,000 words. And I felt like, Maybe I can use 3,000 of those, <laughs> those words. Yeah, I was a little worried about that in the beginning. Something like that. Yeah. What I think, like, you just need to write all the shit out of your mm. system, you know? And it's good practice, if nothing else. Yeah. Because I think one of, the, one of the biggest problems all the all writers talk about is this perfectionism. Mm-hmm. That the threshold for writing anything is too high. So you, it, it's super slow that way. Yeah. And you can do like one page in eight hours. I'm sure maybe that page is really good, but no, that's usually not how it works. A lot of the time. Why don't you just write like 10 pages and then have like a 10 pages in two hours and then you have like one, one really good page worth of material. Yeah, I mean, if you could actually trim down 10 pages into one, and make it make sense and mm. good on you. But I think like for me, I don't know, sure sure you need to write the shit out of your system or sure you just need to get into the momentum of actually, but there's there's a lot of concepts that I explained once and I thought I explained them well and then I found myself writing about them again, but from a slightly different angle and I found that, oh cool actually, like I explained it better and it makes more sense and mm. and all that. So I think that's cool. But it's also like, because every day all I'm thinking about is this book and I'm writing it. I haven't written a lot since I've been here, but it just puts your brain in a very different state. And I've been really drained because of that. Like everything I see, every moment I go through, I try to find the wisdom in it, you know? Like we were fucking, I was vacuuming the house the other day and I was like, I came up with some line that I can put in the book. Uh, Like... Hmm. It's this constant thing, trying to find meaning in almost nothing, you know, and and it's just draining sometimes, man. And sure, you can try to find meaning in everything. Sure, not everything has any meaning in it. But still, you know, it's it's nice to see your brain working towards something like that and the ideas merging together and evolving together in a nice way. But, like, I'm I'm trying, I'm I'm starting to see this book become... um, It's like... One reason I'm writing it is to give people the type of awareness that I think that they need to have towards certain things. So it's it's very general in a lot of ways. Mm. And it's also like, in a sense, for me personally, writing it is going to put my frame of being, my structure of reality, my foundation of my being as Khalid Yassin moving forward is set with this book. So that if I can coherently explain my thought process and how I actually view life in the span of let's say 200 pages 
and that's actually understandable to the average reader, then that means that I understand my structural framework well enough to actually continue to live my life based on it mm. until I die. You know, and of course, it's a structure that's that's also has flexibility in it and change. So that's something that's that's really important and really excites me. But it's also letting me put all of my my thoughts in a in a clear, orderly, structured fashion, and that's that's for me sort of new. And doing that, you find all of these other thoughts always coming up. And if I want to try to explain this concept properly, this concept has to be explained properly. And then that has something to do with it too. And that too, and that too. And then the more you write, the more you feel like you need to put it in the book. But the book can't be everything, you know? So generally, it's just becoming like... Wisdoms, little wisdoms that you you have learned along the way and you're I don't know man hmm. it's nice it's nice of you I want my 20 euros back by the way for what? <laughs> for the stick commitment oh uh-huh, no that, way that one week. no way you lost it fair and square it wasn't about losing anything man <laughs> <laughs> Of course, of course. Fuck you, dude. Now, where's the motivational factor if you if you know you're gonna get it back, even if it's at the end of the whole deal? I I would give you the money, but I love you too much. (laughs) I told you. Uh, Yeah, yeah, rough love is something you're good at. I try. Yeah, sometimes sometimes it pisses me off when you do rough love, and I'm like, oh, just man, like, oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like with the street steam room. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well. Oh, sometimes yeah. I feel like uh, like I get I get what you're doing, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I'm not fucked, you know. Yeah, I make it very obvious. I make it very obvious, and that's why it's kind of like weird. It's kind of almost like funny when you try to convince me otherwise. It's like, come on. Let's not do this. Let's not do this. Uh, let's not do this thing. So yeah, we're, we're watching La La Land right now. And halfway through. I think it's a bit late to watch La La Land. Shit, it came, down, it came out in 2016. I thought it was earlier. I thought it was later, man. I feel like everybody's been talking about it for since, since the day I was born. Damn. But then again. My pop culture understanding is not the best. No, but I mean, like, creating a movie that's so recent but still feels like a classic, I think mm. that's, that's an achievement. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the that's real, real reason. The way everybody talks about it is just like it's, it's some kind of classic. Russo! <laughs> Frank! <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> he's, he's loose. He's loose. <laughs> oh. Oh. I don't know if any one of you watched The Punisher on Netflix, but you should. <laughs> Season 2, episode 4, I believe. Was it episode 4? No, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But it's pretty close. No, I think episode four is the one like where they say he's loose. Mm. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah. Or episode. And two. if you watch that episode, 
you'll find out what the fuck we are talking about. <laughs> exactly. And you'll thank yourself, you did. Yes. Yes. You'll have to go through a lot of a lot of scenes of Frank going through people to get to this scene. Like, I mean, I haven't seen... Like, Frank just goes through people like... I go through anything I eat. <laughs> <laughs> with a spoon and a fork. <laughs> yeah, Johannes finds it weird I eat with a spoon and a fork. So weird. But yo, you're Finnish, I'm Palestinian. You're Finnish meat, I'm Palestinian meat. No class, no whatsoever. Class. <laughs> Only hunger. So What like, are you trying to feel, Khaled? What's the hole inside of you? No, Intimacy? No, no. Maybe. Maybe food's trying to fill that gap. I wouldn't say it's a gap. I would say it's a black hole. <laughs> No matter how much I eat, you know, it's just like, no, <laughs> sorry, it's not happening. And it makes me like, like, I'm I'm very conscious of what I eat and what gets into my system, man, but I still feel like there's this lack of energy and it pisses me off. I don't know if it's my mindset, I, I convince myself that I don't have energy and maybe that's why I, have, I don't have energy or maybe I'm actually not eating enough. Oh, maybe there's too many pancakes. Too many fast carbs. How often do I eat pancakes, man? <laughs> Based on the last five days? Somewhat often. <laughs> That's just like... Uh, it's not my fault your roommate give, keeps giving me pancakes. <laughs> so we have uh, La La Land, and halfway through, Johannes and I started talking about romance. Mm. Now, we were planning on recording this podcast episode a very long time ago. And we just, I don't know, procrastinated on doing it for a while. But we went to a school on on Monday. Uh, you guys know I'm already like, you guys already know how much I hate education. <laughs> I hate how education is being done almost everywhere worldwide. But the Finnish people somehow do it right. I don't know how. I don't know why. Do you have any idea when the Finnish educational system started being like more modern than Western education? I wish I did. I wish I did. Yeah, shame. But it's it's very early. Um, yeah, because Finland gained independence in 1917, so about 100 years ago. Independence from what? Russia. Oh, Russia. Um, and yeah, maybe it's in the 30s, 40s. So I, so I Finland, Finland hasn't been a country for a hundred years. Yeah, hundred and two years. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It, like it's a lot. Only one hundred years. Mm. Because yeah, first there was Sweden, then there was Russia, Sweden, Russia, Sweden, Russia, okay. and then independence. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sweden, Russia, Sweden, Russia, independence. Yeah, yeah. Long story. Long, Long story, story short. But about the education, I think it was very early, because. Yeah, there's a lot of nice elements to the Finnish education. One of those iconic things being the school lunch. <laughs> Everybody hates, apparently, at least uh, at this school. So, so like, Johannes uh, did me the favor of calling a Finnish school, like, one of the, the it's one of the top schools here, right? Mm, yeah, it's the only public international baccalaureate comprehensive school. Oh, really? Yeah, in Finland. Oh, no wonder, like, I think people, 
Okay, so once we got to the school, we Johannes hooked us up with an appointment and we went one Monday morning. And they wanted us to have a talk with ninth graders. And since then, Johannes and I haven't talked about the entire situation because we wanted to leave it for the podcast. So like we'd have something to actually talk about when we're in front of the mic. Um, so it turns out that in Finland, you don't get to decide which school you go to. As long as the school is in your local area where you live, that's the school you go to. There is no, there's no deciding, oh, I want my kid to be in that school or that school. But man, I think like it makes sense if this is the only public IB school, then I think if I wanted my children to be in it, then I would purposefully find a place close to it in the local area and live there just so they'd be in that school. I mean, it makes sense if you can't decide which school you go to besides where you, besides the location of where you live. Then, but it's also nice that like education becomes so equal between every student because you don't get to choose where you go, even if you're the brightest, or even if your parents are connected or whatever. <clears throat> education is standardized, but it's standardized in a very beautiful way, and you just go to where you need to go. And everyone, like every Finnish person I've met so far, was like so with it you know like so <laughs> so put together in a way but maybe that's because i've met people close to you <laughs> that's too nice of you Khaled. but i mean yeah when all the schools are standardized across the nation there's no real reason not to do it that way with the local areas because then everybody wins everybody's school is nearby their house mm-hmm. and uh, you get to evenly evenly divide the schools around the city around the Focuses focuses of population. Yeah, but like, so we had to we had to give a talk to ninth graders and tell them about how. What what was the reason we we were supposed to talk to them? Do you remember? Well, actually, like, I gave them some ideas about what we could talk about, like exchange studies, for mm-hmm. example. But then the teacher came up with simply having this, because it was a half class. It was a half class, not mm-hmm. a full one. The teacher thought it would be a good idea to just have this casual conversation. So that's what we ended up doing. So imagine imagine like me and Johannes just going into a room full of ninth graders and just talking about life. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing our wisdom with the young niglets. Yeah. Out there. Oh, wow. Those kids were sharp. Man, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. It's like scary. I'm I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. Like what, 14, 15 years old? Mm-hmm. And having experience studying in India and Japan, and I don't, I don't even, I don't even know, man. Yeah, China, yeah. at that age, mm-hmm. and the UK, and those kids speak better English than me. Than I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you, man. Uh, like, luckily, there's uh, audacity for editing. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Froze. And I'll keep, I'll keep that part for sure. Yeah. So, so it's it's like pretty surprising. Like when I went in, I wasn't sure if I should explain. I wasn't sure if I should explain my concepts. Or just so you guys know, like Johannes and I are just chilling on his bed. We put the flat screen in front of us to watch La La Land, and now we're eating popcorn. We just decided halfway through the movie to record the episode. So it's very comfortable, <laughs> if you can imagine. And the quality is going to be of the highest standards. Of course, this is midnight wisdom. So, I I was at, at the beginning. I was a bit skeptical if I should talk to these kids as I 
usually talk, how I talk on the podcast, for example, like start to, I, I thought a lot about what I wanted to, what I wanted to share, you know, like, what did I think I wanted to hear at that age that would really help me figure out who I am? And then, you know, it made sense that their mission at this age is to figure out who they are more than anything else. And that's, that's, I think, the struggle everyone needs to go through. But it was surprising because I could actually talk to them on the level that I, I, I would talk to to you guys or anyone, and they they took it so well. No, but but by the end of it, the teacher told me that they they're usually more chaotic than they were when they listened to me. But they tried. I don't know why, but they tried to show us their best sides, and maybe they wanted. I mean, yeah, if you have two seemingly foreign but okay, strange looking, but maybe pretty cool dudes. Pretty cool dudes. <laughs> Obviously, you will make a good impression. Yeah. So, like, uh, I went in and from the first second I went in, you know, like, I I don't know. I don't feel like I, I differentiate myself from children at all. So, I quickly got on their level and I think they felt that. And I, when we came in and we, they, like, we came in before them, I think. And once they came inside, we were standing up and they all sat down. And I was like, it just felt wrong for me to stay standing up. You know, it just felt absolutely wrong. So I just found the closest chair to me and without asking the teacher, without anything, I just pulled up the chair, sat down and I just relaxed myself and I was so comfortable. And I felt that that was necessary so that they would be as comfortable. You know, I wanted them to to see me on their level. And then Johannes followed suit and then the teacher sat down too, actually, which was cool. And that was a nice uh, dynamic. And then they started, they started sharing with us the their history with, with the educational system, for example, like how some students went to school in the UK and then this this dude, I think, was it Felix? Felix, do you know the guy with the white hoodie? That was Dimitri, Demetrius or something like that. His name was Funky, Demetrius. What kind of guy was he? The, what are you? The black guy with the hoodie. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was something funky. Demetrius? Mm. Or De- Dennis? It wasn't Dennis. Uh, who was. knows? Who knows, man? Anyways. Let's call him Dennis. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Some kids, you know, went, they're 15 and they've already been in four different countries and four different schools throughout their lives. And it's interesting, you know, it's interesting to see, like, what type of development that causes or what type of development that leads to in a, in a kid. We only had 45 minutes to talk to them, and, like, the first 20 minutes, I'd say went for with like every kid telling us their story what they liked the most about the Finnish school system and what they they hated and that's that's Johannes's previous joke about you know every every one of them mentioned that the food was horrible and then I told them like it's a, it's a good thing you, you guys even have food like when I when I was in school we had to buy our own food from the cafeteria and it was horrible food you know like but you know like that's also something I explained to them I explained to them how for them, this is the normal state that they're constantly in, so they don't really think about how something else can be different. At least for the ones that only grew up in a Finnish system. So, as they talked about what they were going through, or what they went through, I I don't know, I felt like with the way I was talking to them, you know, like I, I tried to remember most of their names and go back and ask different people what they thought about different things, like Emily or, or Felix or, hmm. or whoever, Chloe. And I don't know, I've, I felt like I, I, I made it comfortable for them to really just be honest about what they're going through. 
or what they've been through and just uh, I don't know what what, what was I I want to hear exactly? your thoughts actually like when in the beginning of the class mm. the teacher said like okay we can we can begin by you you students you to start, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty easy like the teacher started the class by encouraging the students to share something about themselves like their background their names mm their favorite thing about the Finnish education yeah, system. Cause, and cause, you you told her, like, you were about to say, like, oh, that's not necessary. And then they started. But what was your thought process? Well, how would you have began the conversation? Because, so the teacher wanted to have every student mention their name, where they're from, where they studied, and then talk about something they liked or didn't like in the Finnish school system. And for, for me, like, I don't know, I've been in that situation way too much, where, where way too often, where I'd be in the classroom and, we'd have to go through the same thing where everyone talks about themselves. And I already know everyone in my class, you know? There's not much utility in that. There's not much to, to gain out of that, at least for the students. And I don't know, I felt like I just wanted to start talking. And, <laughs> and not not go on my monologues, no. Like at the beginning, I would have I would have directed questions at specific people and had to had have them answer and see who feels like talking and who doesn't feel like talking. And then once the sort of discussion starts rolling off then it's more genuine and more it just flows better i don't know man i, I just felt like that would have been a more hmm. flowy state yeah so i just wanted to just sit and talk as if like we're just a group of friends who are getting to know each other and whoever is, wants to contribute is going to contribute and who doesn't it's fine and even if you don't want to initially, then like because you're still there and you're listening to the discussion, you're, you'll eventually feel like maybe you want to contribute your opinion because I don't know. I think I make them feel that their opinion is actually important, you know, because like, I I listen and I don't know. At, like they they okay, they went through their entire stories and like they told us a lot about them and what they liked and what they didn't like, and that was interesting. But then, like, I started I started talking, you know, when it came to, to my turn. And Johannes gave me so much shit for this because <laughs> I I started I started talking and, you know, like, I get, like, really pumped up and energetic when I start talking. So I stand up and I start, like, giving my, my speech. And, like, three minutes into talking, I tell them, guys, just so you know, this is, like, an open discussion. You get to talk whenever you want or whatever. And then I continue. Uh, and then like I, I just I just go so hard you know I go I go so hard on life and I, I start explaining to them so what I thought was really important to explain to these kids was the fact that right now you want to hold on to it yeah sure so what I thought was really important was to realize like when I was in school I was interacting with the same people over and over again and that was the sort of narrative and story that I was going through daily and because of that that somewhat constricts you from feeling like anything's going to change anytime soon besides the fact that you you, you start building a pattern from from your life from a very young age and you think that the pattern that's been been going on for the past while is the pattern that's going to continue in the future and I just wanted to make it very clear to them that their life is going to change a lot. And I made it clear, like, every one of you is in this classroom right now, and you're all very good friends. And I can see that through how you're talking to each other and all of that. 
But at some point, each and every one of you is going to be in a very completely different place doing something completely different. And your experiences are going to change. Your expectations of life are going to filter out what you... It shapes what what you see a lot of the time. And I, I made that very clear to them to to not expect. No. What are you talking about? <laughs> I just wanted them to realize that, like, they'll always expect something from life. And they'll always expect maybe their life to go in a certain way because of the pattern that they developed. But in reality, none of that is real. And your job right now is to figure out who you are. But it's hard for you to figure out who you are because you're constantly in the same social group. And you sort of fit your spot and your place in that social group. And you're trying to accommodate your personality with everyone else's constantly. So... For you to develop your own individual state is very difficult. And then, as you grow, it's your job to experience and tackle things you don't know. And go through through things you didn't expect you'd go through, so you'd be able to figure out who you are. And what's really nice about, about all of that is, like, while I was talking, I was looking at all of them, I was looking at their eyes, I was seeing who's paying attention, who isn't, who's making jokes there, who's, who's, who's like, really with me, and... And it's crazy, like, when I saw it, I saw a few students, you know, with their eyes glued to me, open, and so, like, I saw the spark in their eyes, as if, like, like, something in them finally clicked and made sense, you know? And that, for me, like, it, it felt so amazing seeing that happen, and and it gave me so much energy to keep going and explain things even further, so my my discussion turned into a monologue. And I just explained to these little kids <laughs> what life is about in, in 20 minutes. Well, not completely, but as much as I could. And I don't know, it felt great. It felt amazing. It felt like I, I put, like, I planted a seed or two in some of these kids. And, like, I, I left them and I went my own direction. And they're going to go in their own ways. But I hope that that, that grows with them and, you know, helps them go on the path that they need to go on throughout their lives and I hope that stays with them really and I think with a couple of them it will and that's like I felt like I did so much good in that like in such a small amount of time that it's just scary you know because for kids they and I mentioned this a few times before it's like you always look up to an ideal and you try to be like that ideal in a sense and I'm not saying that I was the ideal, but for that moment, I was a voice that verbalized a lot of things that for them maybe are, they're thinking about, but they can't really put their finger on it, you know, they can't, it's this foggy thing in their heads that's, that's always there, but like actually having the words to be able to use them, to, to use the words to be able to go through these thought processes properly for them as kids. I felt like a part of me gave them that, and I don't know. I, I just hope that like they they go on a better path because of it. You know, it would make me happy, and it, like I'm I'm out of it now. You know, but it's their lives, and I don't know. It's nice. Can I have some popcorn? Thanks. So then, obviously, like the the teacher asked me if i if i figured out what it is that i want 
want to do in my future? And I said, yeah, I, I figured it out and, I, and this, is, this is what I want to work towards for, for the rest of my life. And, but I didn't want to explain to them, like, yeah, this is what I chose and that's it. I wanted to tell them, like, why I chose what it is that I chose. I think that's so important. That's so much more important than actually choosing something. And I went through that, too. And then, like, Johannes, I, I, like, the look in your eye, man. Like, uh, <laughs> we had, like, six minutes left to talk. And I, I still, like, went on trying to answer this question by going around it but I always I always go around the question for a reason man because I, I feel like the question is trying to get to something but I think that the question should be going for something else that's more meaningful or more valuable yeah but there's always there's always just just enough just enough detail and some just useless detail around it and our time is limited our time was very limited in the speech so that's why I have to stop you I have to slow you down, Will. Um, yeah, it's good that you made me aware of the time, like at that point. But like, it felt like a second. It didn't feel like I, didn't feel like any time at all. It's insane. So yeah, I went ahead and explained to them like I think this is what I chose. This is what I'm dedicating my life to. And it's because it's something I know I can do well. It's something that I, I know I love doing, and it's something that I know other people can benefit can benefit from that there is value created out of this and for me like these three criterias need to be hit before you actually pursue anything worthwhile you know you could be in phases of your life where you have to pursue other things obviously but i think that's a lot of what meaning is you know when you take that responsibility Hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. Like that was that was a good thing to go through. I feel like I just want to talk to more people in my life, like in person. You know, the podcast is nice, and I get to talk about whatever I want, whenever I want to. It's awesome. But I think like being on on stage in front of people and just you know telling or like putting people within your frame in that sense. Just seeing their light, their eyes light up like that was just it's something else. Yeah, Emily was something else. My favorite by far. Yeah. Like she was just the way the way she she already had strong opinions, but like opinions she could explain and base on something. It was like she was fifteen, like all the you know ninth, a ninth grader. When I was 15 years old and I felt like I could have a conversation with her on a level of somebody my age by far somebody that was my age and pretty smart yeah she was pretty cool hmm. mm-hmm. yeah and there she the way she had questions was afterwards in terms of what what high school she's she to choose, and so on. Um, Did yeah. she ask you that? Yeah, yeah, that's why she came to us mm. because she had some questions about the IB program and the IB like mostly not not exactly questions about the diploma, but the way she had questions about why exactly she should choose the diploma over something else, or 
study abroad, for example, all these op- all these alternatives, and really wanting to understand this reasoning behind choosing one of them, which is a lot more than like a, most most ninth graders I've met. It just you know you go to high school, that's it, yeah. end of story. You go to the same high school your friends go to or whatever, and that's enough. But the way she's really weighing your weighing your options in such a such a smart way at such an early age, it's very impressive. Those kids are pretty lucky. Yeah, dude. Having yeah. like having such an international background at such a young age, <laughs> you can tell the difference. Like that's why that's why I said I'm kind of jealous of those kids because. It's such an accelerator for your for your development. Mm-hmm. Being able to see multiple different perspectives, different cultures, very quickly, different bubbles. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, changes the way you look at things, Big time. and then you get the benefit from that for the le- rest of your life. Well, how, how were you like when you were in ninth grade, man? <laughs> what can I say? Like there was no. Well, it, I mean, it's been a while. So, from what I can remember, it's like there was there was no there was no opinions exactly. There was just trying to fit in, mm-hmm. you know, like most most kids, most most kids even up to like high school, it's all about fitting in, doing doing the thing that just gets you gets you gets you gets you by. Let's say doing the minimal thing. That doesn't get you like, doesn't make you a weirdo or whatever. Just trying to get by, being in a decently, decently social, social. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> social position, let's say. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, like, back in school, I feel like there's those who don't have their individuality developed yet, and they try to, like you say, fit in. That's most of us. And then you have the people that sort of have their individuality in in either direction, you know. They could be the popular cool kids, or they could be the outcasts that don't want to try to conform to, to the game, you know. And then, like... People fitting in try to, they orbit these other people somehow. That those who don't have their personality developed yet orbit around those who have somewhat of a personality developed to try to develop their own because it's something that they crave, it's something that they think they want to be like, or something like that. You know, like when I was in ninth grade, I don't know, man, I think I was just too busy trying to get a girlfriend or something. Um, trying to, a lot of my school times were were focused on just trying to find a girlfriend or trying to get a girl in school to like me. And there was a few girls in school like I remember I really liked and and I it just for a long time bothered me that I never managed to make that relationship work. And um, I didn't like trying to fit in. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be like anyone else. I wanted to be me. But I still wanted everyone to love me for being me, you know. But, you know, you can't be an outcast and try to have everyone join your game 
at the same time and be the top of your game because it's your game. And I was playing my game, sure, and I, I, in a sense, I was, but I don't know. Uh, I learned a lot from school, not going exactly my way, so I'm thankful for that. But I, uh, I still want to see like where these kids would go in the future. You know, there's so much potential there that you know you, you have no clue about. Yeah, it's funny. Like I, I was shocked that they teach, they teach the students starting from seventh grade. Was it? Yeah, about principles of communication. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how how to properly communicate with people, negotiate, influence uh persuade all these things and then and then what did they also teach yeah yeah it was like it's part of the comprehensive primary years of the ib program mm -hmm. like on the seventh year you have this communications module which you know basic communication skills like ver verbal skills language and then on the eighth grade you have influence which is like critical thinking as well how how am i influenced how can I influence others and so on mm. and then leading up to ninth grade where it's actually like ethical ethical considerations something like this what kind of influence should be what kind of what what is positive influence on the world mm. so <laughs> pretty different stuff from my 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 <laughs> My school times. Yeah, just going, just eating dirt in the <laughs> in the backyard. Yeah, dirt and rocks. Yeah. Yeah, my childhood was a lot of video games as well. A lot of video games. I think a part of me just wants to play video games and nothing else for a while. I think that would recharge me a little bit. Which is weird. But yeah. It's nice how these schools work. Did you ever actually go to a public school in Jordan? Or was it always straight to private? I was always in a private school, man. Wow. Yeah. So privileged. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, it's sad, honestly, like public schools sometimes. Um, in Jordan. Because like my neighbors used to go to public schools and I, I didn't... At the time, I didn't really acknowledge, I didn't understand that there was a difference in schools. I thought like a school was a school and you, you go there and you learn. So like I was surprised when, when, I, when I spoke English to my neighbors and like they wouldn't understand properly. And they tell me oh, I'm having so, such hard times with my, with my English exam or my math exam. And I'd look at their books and their books are like so simple. And it's an entire, it's you're on an entirely different level, you know, and it's, it's not fair at all you know and yeah most schools here in finland are public schools right like yeah, 99 percent yeah 97 i think that's what the teacher told us yeah i can imagine man like and even the and even the private ones they have to obey the exactly yeah they have to obey the, the curriculum the, yeah the curriculum and also the local areas of the schools they have to take in pupils that live in their close by area so it, you can't choose which school you go to basically unless it's in your area mm. and all, the curriculum is, is sick you know it's a great <laughs> it's a great cur curriculum and everyone has to follow it but i mean that's it it has to be a good curriculum that's that's it yeah but it's funny because i um 
Uh, I heard that fin- Finland exports its education. Mm, what did you hear? Uh, this girl I went with today. I don't, don't want to mention this on the, on the podcast, <laughs> but fuck it. Um, audacity. Audacity. We'll make it work. Yeah. You little bitch. No, like I'll. Uh, you know, like a part of me, I'll, I'll say this because this episode is with you. Mm. Uh, sometimes I think, like, when I'm recording an episode, I think, like, imagine if my grandchildren hear this episode, you know? No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, because, because like, because I have no idea how my grandfather was like when he was 22, you know? Uh, I have no idea how my grandfather was like at any point. And if I talk to him about it, you know, he tells me stories, he tells me stuff, but it was pretty basic. But, like, to have this direct type of look into the mind of your grandfather, let's say, like, maybe yeah. after I die, one of my grand children decides you know i want to listen to every podcast episode he's released since 2018 and it's like 2100 right now you know (laughs) and and he decides to go through all of that i think i think like a part of me would be like super stoked that you know someone in my life someone that's a part of me is actually going through this and another part of me is like fuck (laughs) (laughs) you know like I'm just human at the end of the day, and like I don't know how how this person is going to perceive me or anything, but I just want them to be themselves, the best, the best version of themselves that they can be. If listening to me would help that, if if maybe like listening to your grandfather, growing up and experiencing life helps you, then fantastic. You know that that makes me feel good. In, in a lot of ways, but it also makes me think, you know, you never know what the future is going to be like. I might never have grandchildren. I might, the world might be destroyed in 20 years. Uh, you don't know if that's actually the, the route that life is going to go through or the, the path that the cosmic narrative is going to follow. But it's nice to think that that's possible. And it makes, it gives perspective in a different way. So anyways, my future grandchildren, your grandfather is a player. <laughs> Audacity. <laughs> Lawyer. Lawyer. <laughs> Lawyer. Uh, <laughs> uh, my client has the... What, what, what do they always say? My client, my has, client the right. has the right to remain silent. Uh, anyways. No, do they say it like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, and this podcast is the intellectual property of midnight wisdom ltd do you have a warrant thank you officer thank you lawyer uh so yeah so i when i came to finland i came on finland i got here at like 10 in the morning on friday and we johannes and i went to a uni cafe to have lunch this is this uni university cafeteria type place where students get discounts on their lunch i couldn't get a discount because i'm not a finnish student that's like my that's like the first strike fin- Finland got the second I, I went through its doors. So next to us, there was this cute girl that I saw. I'm probably going to edit this out, but I'll say it anyways. <laughs> and I wanted to talk to her. I thought like the way, the, her vibe, the way she she 
the way she carried herself, the way she talked to people. Like I could, I could tell she's kind and smart, and she was just beautiful. And I wanted to talk to her, and uh, I, I just, I don't know. I stopped myself because I was like, oh man, fuck it. I just got here. I'm tired. Uh, I smell like shit. And it's not worth it, you know. I just, I just want to pass out. And two days later, Johannes and I go to another cafe, and we're sitting there, and. When I was about, when we were about to head out, I go and like, I, I need to put the, I had a glass of water and I needed to put it back. So I went and I put it back and I look like, like suddenly I see her in front of me sitting down on a chair and I, I instantly, you know, without a thought, I went and told her exactly that. I told her, look, but like I, I saw you two days ago. <laughs> I saw you on Friday morning on Uni Cafe, but like my flight just landed and I was so tired and I couldn't. I couldn't talk to you, but you're here now, so here, here I am. Uh, let's let's have a drink together or something. Let's have a coffee. And yeah, we met today. And that was awesome. Why was I talking about this? <laughs> Beat me. <laughs> so my no, grandchildren. There was a point. There was a point. Yeah, she told me. Yeah, we were sitting. We were. She took me to the botanic garden. Which yeah, and the education Johannes, you, sh you should go. You should go. It's really nice, mm. man. It's uh, it's for free, and like the the garden is like uh, fucking beautiful, man. And yeah, she told me how fin Finland exports education, and I didn't quite get that, but apparently Finland does that somehow. But no details. But I'll, I'll ask her again mm. if I see her again. Yeah, because I mean that's definitely the case, and there's. Yeah, uh, I wish I because I, I'm I'm actually curious about the details myself because I I hear I hear about those education exports, but I don't know exactly what shape they take. No, I mean it makes sense. Like if if I were in Jordan and I I called the minister of education here mm. in Finland, I'm like, yo, dude, uh, I need your help. I need to fix this shit here <laughs> somehow. Come, and like I invite him to to Jordan, and then like yeah. He, he tells us how this should be done. We learn as much as possible and we try to in integrate it within the existing system somehow. And uh, generations later, your country would be so different than what it is right now. And one of the things I can I think about when, when we are talking about education exports is online courses because universities offer some courses mm. completely online. And some of them they actually do sell abroad, so they're taking like one thousand, some hundreds of foreign students that each pay a certain tuition for the course. So that's one way it's done. By university online courses. Yeah, university online courses. Okay. Like comprehensive school, not so much, but that's at least one way, one way to do it. Mm. But I'm curious what other way, other what other ways they are. To export education because I feel like I feel like such a big part of the Finnish education system what makes it so badass is the teachers mm. like the ability of teachers to actually be there for the pupils be there for the students and guide them guide them in a very personalized way and I just <laughs> I, I want I, I wish I could understand I just want to understand how how you can export that abroad yeah, that's the thing. Like that's that's what I think about most of the time, you know, because teachers are the face of any school, and 
you can't you can't just go ahead and tell a bad teacher you know it's an honorable job and you're you're spending your time trying to educate the future and you can't just go to the teacher and tell them you know you're doing a horrible job you're fired peace like <laughs> and if, if you want to really change an educational system you either have to train the teachers really re- a lot or and a lot of a lot of a lot that goes into that is letting go of the teachers that can't be teachers i don't think any i don't think everyone can teach and that's fine you know and they should go towards something else that they want or they would be good at but like i imagine like if i were spending day and night trying to help these kids and like i care about them especially if i care about them and then they tell me oh but like you're not doing a good enough job and even if we train you you won't be a good enough teacher so you're fired peace i think that's tough on anyone but fuck it it's necessary you know but like by what criteria do you then judge these teachers and how do you get people to to supervise that the right people are being put in place and and the right the right methods of training are being are being used and how often can you actually bring these teachers to train them if they have to work at a school eight hours or nine hours a day and how how are you going to think about compensation when there's no money in the country and teachers make almost nothing it's like i don't know man it's not it's not easy like trying to change an entire educational system but it's fucking necessary we'll cross that bridge when we get to it right mm-hmm. You know, another thing we talked about was the military service Finnish people go through. That you have to do a minimum of six months. Has anyone in this house done military service already? Yeah, all of them. All of them, except me. <laughs> um, so yeah, six months. That's like the basic basic period. And then about one third of those also get chosen for officer training, which is another six months. And that's that's the military system in Finland, in a nutshell. So the officers, the the people, the, the one third of the people who do their six months of military service, mm, mm. they they're the ones that train the next wave of people coming. Yeah, and that's why that's who, so you combine the officer training of the previous previous batch with the basic training of the following batch. So not only can you, I don't know how to put this the worst man. You save you save resources by manpower. Number one, and you train people to be leaders on a different level as well. What are you trying to put into words? Mm. Just put into music, bro. <laughs> Play that saxophone. Let me get my harmonica. So, there's people who do military service, and there's officers conducting their training. Right? Mm. And once the people doing their military military service graduate from six months, a third of them are chosen to be the officers of the next batch of people doing military training or their military service. That's what you're trying to say, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And like, obviously, there are senior officers, like uh, senior senior officers in the in the whole organization that are above the officer trainees but a lot of the a lot of, a lot of the middle officer 
Uh, I can't I can't explain this because man, I haven't been there. I only know like the rough rough <laughs> it's framework. Fine. It's funny you haven't been there, man. No. I don't think I don't think you need the discipline though. So. No. Yeah. Exactly. That's the point. Like. Yeah. We talked about this for for somebody who's eighteen or nineteen, maybe never left home, and never never learned how to make their bed, because life in Finland is so easy. Um, it's a great place to learn discipline, like basic basic discipline, waking up early, doing sports, cleaning up after yourself, this basic stuff. It's awesome. But if you're gonna go there at like age 25, 23, uh, it's just not. It's gonna be a waste of time. And that's based on I haven't been there, but that's based on the people who have, and the universal creed is that uh, it's it's a play school. For a big pot. Does it for females have to do it too? No, no. Okay. Females can do it, but they don't have to. Okay. I thought, yeah, never mind. Yeah, it would have been cool if females had to do it too, I think. That would be like, Finland! <laughs> Equality! Yeah, that's actually like one of the big, one of, a big talking points. Uh, when talking about gender equality in Finland, because obviously we're Scandinavian. We are big about gender equality, but the big, big talking point in that conversation is the fact that how can we be so progressive and so equal in a lot of ways, yet at the same time, we only have this mandatory six or six to twelve month period of service for one sex and not the other. Mm, yeah, how do you, how exactly do you justify that? It's... I don't, I don't think you should. You need to, you know. Sometimes you just fuck it. It makes sense to me. <laughs> Women just like they're they're if they like a woman doesn't want to be in the military I can I can be like cool but I think I think you know whatever I say right now is gonna be wrong so what are you so so you are saying that oh women are weak <laughs> <laughs> you heard you heard exactly what uh, no you heard exactly what you needed to hear. Yeah, that is like we had a discussion yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yesterday. It was yesterday. Last night. It was last night. We, you know, we were having red wine, and, you know, just talking about life and things got heated up. Things got heated up. We started talking about. I don't know who started talking about this. I think it was uh, Kerto. Mm, yeah, she, I think she, so. She mentioned how she's she's half Estonian and half Finnish, and Estonian women are much more traditional. So, her grandmother and mother like. From the Estonian side, they're they're always telling her that she can't leave her home and go to the supermarket, for example, if she's dressed like that. They're like, you can't go out dressed like that, you know. And and it, it makes sense if if you if you look at it uh, from different angles. And that, that's what we deba- we debated, and how how women need to you know sometimes dress in a certain way and why why that's necessary, and why sometimes it's not and all of that. And like I went into my monologue, of course, about. How I think that I mentioned this like the logos of control. You always try to control what you can. You you try to control what you can't through controlling what you can control. It's always indirect control that we have over everything. And when a thousand years ago or three thousand years ago or ten thousand years ago, men had had the physical strength to decide and fight and take the the best woman from the lot and all of that when when physical strength decided who had authority and power 
and women are also conscious entities with brains that with that think you know and they they want to make decisions too and they want to have some type of control too and i thought that it makes sense to me at least that one method of trying to get more control over the the world that you inhabit as a female or even males sometimes is by seducing the opposite sex into doing what you want them to do and Kerto mentioned that 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 her grandmother was it her grandmother who told her that she should when she's talking to young men that she should actually play dumb that she should make herself out to be stupid so that men underestimate her and then while they think she's stupid she she'd be able to manipulate them a lot more and that's sick if you think about it you know that that's something that actually exists and there's people who have done that there's people that are doing it and there's uh Anyways, like the entire point was like when I was talking about this yesterday, there was this other girl uh, that just flew back from New York that night, and she she looks at me and she's like, "Are you saying that? Can, can you say this part of the story? What what did she say exactly? <laughs> are are you saying that women always use their sexuality to control men? No, 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 almost, but not quite. It's even better, actually." I think the exact phrase was something like, uh, so are you saying that women are the problem? <laughs> a slightly loaded question, Sli- in my opinion. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> Lawyer! <laughs> Lawyer! My client has the right to remain silent. <laughs> run, run! Run, just fucking, fucking run. Yeah, I mean, w- on the list of questions you don't want to answer. <laughs> that's not especially on, Especially on <laughs> rec- record. Yeah, that's one of the... <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of funny. Like she, yeah, meant, yeah. she meant no harm. Obviously, it, it, was, it was harm, such a, it was such a constructive conversation. Anyway, mm-hmm. I really liked that. But that comment was funny. That question, because yeah, I think a part of her felt offended, and she felt like I was attacking her, even though I wasn't. Mm. And because of that, she needed, she needed to defend herself by sort of attacking me. And I like that she actually said that at the end. She yeah. she verbalized that entire thought process. And I was like, oh, cool. At least you're aware of what the fuck's going on in your head, you know? Like, yeah, she cool. has, a, on top of that, she has this very non-violent way of, like, communicating, yeah, making making everything, like, crystal clear, you know, yeah. making sure that, making certain that she respects your opinion. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, that was, that was good. Mm. Victor's uh, Victor was always very diplomatic. Yeah, he is. He is. He is good like that. But at, at some point, like he was going through his speech, and like it just, I don't know what the fuck he was talking about anymore. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like at more than a point where he was talking, like he he drifted off, and I I do that often. But in one of them, he drifted off, and he didn't go back to his point, and I was just like, what? What's going on? Happens to the best of us. Happens to the best of us. Happens to me for sure. Luckily, you have audacity. Luckily, I have audacity. <laughs> I did. Yeah, man. So that was uh, that was a nice discussion. And then, like, I asked the 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 final question. And that's a dinner party question for you to see see what happens. And say, ask and see what happens. So I asked, you know, would you rather be able to speak every language possible including by the way talking to animals 
I, I should have mentioned that's a language. Yesterday. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to be able to speak every every language that exists, or to be able to play every instrument, every musical instrument out there. And then we had like a split in the house. We had two people that wanted to to play every instrument and three people who wanted to speak every language. And to be honest, the part of me is undecided. No, I think I think I'd rather do instruments, man. I think I'd like to be able to express myself like that through any piece of music. Hmm. And you know, words are nice and like I think I'm proficient with words enough to not really care about trying to know every single language. But I also I'd love to talk to animals. I'd absolutely love talk talking to animals. So I don't know, man. Like I did not reach anything. I don't reach a Yeah. So that was a nice discussion we went through for like an hour and a half. <laughs> and Victor was like music advocate. Kerto was music advocate. But it was nice it's, it was nice being distant from the discussion, you know. Like that discussion I held myself back. I asked the question and then I stayed back in silence until you all said your piece. You said what you had to say about language compared to music. Mm. Victor said what he had to say. And it's like, music is closer to the core of what meaning is. And words sort of move around that core, trying to make sense of it from all different sides. But music is that core itself. Yeah, exactly. It's the essence, yeah. And the girl from New York also has some really nice ideas about that, I think. Mm. You remember the idea with the poem? Yeah. And she made sure to emphasize wasn't her original idea. <laughs> Is there are there original thoughts? <laughs> and the look we both shared like mm. right in there when I was like, mm. yeah. it was kind of like when we were carrying the TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's loose. <laughs> it's, it's always, oh, it's loose. It's loose. He's loose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, after this episode, I'm just gonna play that one part. <laughs> yeah, please, please do. It could be like the intro piece for this podcast. <laughs> Midnight wisdom. He's loose. Oh man! This yeah. episode of Midnight Wisdom was brought to you by Marvel. The Punisher. Marvel. Marvel TV. Yeah, guys, if you, haven't seen it, if you haven't seen The Punisher, go for it, actually. We're not being paid for this. We should be, but we're not. Not yet. Not yet. I need to start, like, making Midnight Critic. Mm. Something like Something that. Something like this. Yeah. I'd just love to criticize movies, man. I think... I think midnight I'd... Popcorn. Midnight Critics. Mm. Yeah. I think that's cool. King Arthur. What do you say? Piece of shit? <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. End of episode. End of episode. <laughs> Just release a 10 second episode. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Your thoughts on midnight... No. <laughs> no. Your thoughts on... La La Land. Emma Stone? Hot. Hot. Peace. <laughs> uh... Are you saying that all women are hot? Mm, no. <laughs> like what? Uh, uh, but it's like yeah, like 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 I said uh, before we started this episode, it's just like 
a part of me is so fucking I'm, I'm pissed at the fact that we have to be so careful with our words sometimes especially now since everything is recorded and saved forever you know especially like if my grandchildren are going to be listening to this one day it's going to be like it's all there man and anyone can take anything out of context and make it seem to mean whatever they want it to mean you know? mm. like actually this happened to me more than once where I'd be talking about a story that I went through and I'd be like yeah, I think I think if the story is taken out of context from the meaning I'm trying to give it, people are going to really misinterpret this. I don't want to keep this in the episode. It's happened like a few times already. Even though like I I want to be me a hundred percent without any limitations, I still feel like these limitations exist. Yeah, and I mean context is important. Like you can be yourself, but if the <laughs> If you being yourself is tied to some specific context that's removed, then what it represents is something something else entirely. Mm. So it's dangerous stuff. It's gonna get even more wackier when we can actually start to repl- replicate human voice. You do imagine. So like I don't know, imagine. two more years, three more years. Imagine. You can't and then, trust anything anymore. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to see some real drama some happen on this. Yeah. Scandalous shit. Imagine your wife calling you in the middle of the night. I've been cheating on you for 15 years. But it's actually not your wife. It's Google's deep mind. Dude, that's so scary, man. It's actually possible, you know? Possible and... <laughs> like, this kind of... Like, I, I heard the... What's the Chinese... Chinese Amazon. Uh, Alibaba. Chinese Google, my bad. I don't know. Baidu. Okay. Yeah. From what I heard, they have this very advanced advanced um, speech replication through speech replication technology through machine learning. Okay. And it's already very advanced. Like essentially, it can already mimic like <laughs> most people, very mm-hmm. convincingly. And that's that's present day. That's today. So they listen to a lot of what you say, and then, and then after that, it, it develops the algorithm to know what what it needs to say when or how to say what whatever it is you say. So like, if you you put all of my podcast episodes into this this thing, and uh, it it understands exactly how I would reply to certain questions or explain certain things and how I say exactly every letter, every word, in every context, and then you input exactly what you wanted to say in my voice it'll so easily be able to do that mm, mm. and then just animate animate myself animate me in high definition and create that voice make it seem as if i'm doing something horrible and put it put it out there boom boom done you're destroyed you'll never recover from that you know even if 60 you... years later, your grandchildren are going to think you're a monster. <laughs> exactly. Beautiful. Beautiful. Technology. Yep. The beautiful things and wonderful things we can do. But of course, when we when these te- technologies actually reach mainstream or something similar, we are going to have to react to the way we the way we critically assess media, podcasts for example. Mm-hmm. We have to understand that they could be they could be um, Artificial. 
at least that is to be hoped. Yeah, ima- imagine they release like I don't know, my account gets hacked and they release a podcast episode in my name, mm. in my voice, saying things that I would never say. You know, how do you disprove that? Yeah, yeah. I guess the I guess the real approach there is that with these technologies in place, <laughs> your voice on record isn't actually like proof doesn't count as proof anymore like now it's very obvious they have you on record saying something that's that's it that's it that's you that's hard evidence but if your voice stops being unique to you then yeah that won't be the case anymore yeah <laughs> which is weird as fuck it's weird as hell man mm. uh, life but i mean I, so i'm scary. i'm pretty ex- i'm pretty curious to see like like i said Right now, this this uh, voice replication technology, for example, is at a pretty good stage, mm. but it's it's still um, in development. But let's say it finds its way into into the dark criminal underworld over the next five five to ten years. I'm curious to see what are the first criminal applications, like like I said, your wife wife calling you asking for money, <laughs> telling telling you she is kidnapped. She's been kidnapped and yeah. they want like 50,000 euros. Why are this money here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, anything, anything. Yeah. There, are, there are literally no limits to what can happen. Yeah. And especially in the early stages when people don't, people can't suspect it. Yeah. Like obviously, it sounds it sounds exactly like your wife. It sounds exactly like your mother asking for money. It's like a fucked up Black Mirror episode, man. Yeah, <laughs> Black Mirror. It's like a glimpse into the future. Yeah. That's like exactly a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. I am a little worried, like Dude, in terms yeah. of technological advancement, because people are <laughs> very slow to react, adapt to changes, and they are very, very bad at seeing, seeing gradual, seeing gradual, gradual change take place. And. Compare, compared to the rate of technological advancement we have today, the rate of adaptation that people are capable of is just, it's just painfully slow. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm optimistic, but, you know, <laughs> shit could go sideways. Real fast. Real fast, real, real bad. bad yeah. <laughs> What's the point anyways? We're all just gonna die, right? Sakari. Sakari. That's a long ass text, man. Everything okay? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're not present, bro. <laughs> not uh, now to say the story for the 17th oh, yeah. time. Yes, please. Uh, so Johannes, Johannes's villa. Like I said, he he lives. He lives with like 11 people. Yeah, plus the child. You're 11 in total, or...? No, no, 11 people in total, plus a 20-month-old child. Yeah. Our lovely Milena. Our lovely Milena. Adorable. And they have a sauna and a steam room in the house, so... Don't forget the jacuzzi. Do you have a jacuzzi? Yeah, in the basement. Why haven't we jacuzzied yet, bro? It's been a busy week. Bro, what the fuck? We need the jacuzzi, bro. Chill. Takes a while. The fuck? I didn't know we had a jacuzzi in the house. <laughs> um, open your eyes. Open your eyes to the truth. 
Can we do that tomorrow? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. All right. So I I walk into the steam room here. Johannes couldn't join at that time, so I I walk in and you know steam rooms are already like super mystical because you have a lot of steam. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> Thank you. So I go in and like it's foggy and like you're already in a different dimension and I, I there's one of his roommates <clears throat> lay, laying down on the wooden seat in the steam room and he just looks at me and he, and he asks me oh like we we haven't seen each other before then I didn't know I didn't know him he didn't know me and he asks me like yo how how are you doing without the yo actually he was just like very calm hey how are you and I look at him like no no one asked me how I am in a very long time. I don't I don't think anyone gives a fuck about me anymore. But I I was you know surprised. I was like yeah cool wow uh, I'm I'm good man. How are you? And then like there comes this ten second unexpected silence. And he stares stares at me like deep into my soul, and he he says the words. I'm present. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't know. I don't know how to react. Honest, honest to God, like I was in those in that moment where I was like, "The fuck! <laughs> what the fuck do I answer to that type of?" Well, that's the first time. That's the first. How you doing, bro? I'm talking to you, bro. How you doing? Well, I'm pleasant. I'm present. <laughs> Audacity. Audacity. Yes. Audacity. So the guy is present as fuck apparently, you know, and and you like that that takes the conversation into such a very different, you know, twist afterwards. It's not it's not going to be a normal conversation, you know. It's going to it's going to be very deep and intellectual. But like he at least he gave me a true answer to like the state hmm. he's in, you know. <laughs> there wasn't any bullshit I'm fine or I'm good. No, he, like he was in that state and he told me exactly what state he's in. So good on him. And you know this house, like they're they're pretty hippie hippie like here. They're not full on hippies, but they're they're very energy savvy. Let's say semi hippies is the term. Semi hippies. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. So I remember, like the first night I I was here, I I go to the kitchen night, and I see these three, uh, three of Johannes's roommates, and one of them has this type of like I don't know rectangular metal sheet with shapes on it like David's star and a few other symbols and and he puts it in my hand and he tells me like this is a very powerful powerful I don't suggest you check your phone man it's like you're you you won't be present anymore yeah yeah give me a second so so the guy puts the metal sheet in my hand and he tells me about how how much how big of an effect it's going to have on my energy right and he puts it in my hand and i'm like i start you know thinking about what it is that i might maybe feel because he put it in my hand you know if it's this energy energy intensive and it balances my energy and it it rejuvenates me or whatever the fuck it does you know he put it in my hand and that that's what i focused on then i focused my mind on this metal sheet I focused my mind on this thing that's supposed to have an effect on my energy. 
and in a sense I, f- I felt honestly like I felt like yeah it, it did have an effect on my energy you know it, I felt like something something leave me and something stay you know I felt like there was a rebalancing of, of the state that I was in and like I, I thought about that you know a little bit and I was like can I can I look at this and assume like it actually had an effect on my energy or was it just the fact that I took an object and I focused on it so much because of like I looked at an object through the expectation of of something happening and because of that expectation and that focus something did happen you know if I gave you my bracelet right now and I told you like this bracelet will will do things to you you know like this amethyst stone that's there it's going to take away all the negative energy in you and keep all the positive and I I put it around your wrist the first thing that you're going to do is you have a foreign object on your body and you're going to focus your energy onto it and you're not going to focus your energy normally you're going to focus it through the expectation of it doing exactly what it is that I told you it's going to do and because of that it might actually do that and maybe depending on the shape of the object and how how it is on your body you can channel that energy to it in a different way so like this sheet that he has it had different shapes on it it had different symbols it had different you know squares rectangles circles triangles and maybe i don't know this this is me this is the bullshit part of how the talking is like maybe these shapes do help energy channel in a certain way who knows but what i am sure of is that when you do focus yourself or focus your effort onto an object with the expectation of something happening to your energy something will happen and maybe it's expectation maybe it isn't but then you can ask the question okay sure even if it was expectation did it make me feel better yeah it sort of did man it sort of did feel make me feel better and if that's what matters at the end of the day then why is that a problem you know placebo is a beautiful thing yeah just let it let it happen let it happen it's time to go to bed johannes is done with the episode but before before we end it, we have to we have to talk about one thing, Jones. Tell me. Let me just put my mic back. Okay, I'm back online. Okay, so one thing before we end the episode. How Johannes and I met. The beautiful story. Beautiful story. The rooftop, right? Yes, we met before then. Yeah, there was a brief meeting. Like um, we met before the rooftop twice. Twice. Twice, not once. Oh yeah, yeah. We met outside the bar. Yeah. Near Seoul in Madrid. Found out both of us live in the hostel. A funny coincidence. I don't know why I came to talk to you though. You uh, were no, you were outside with Den- Dennis. I was outside with Dennis, and you were walking out, and yeah. and you were going back to your hostel, mm. and uh, someone someone rolled a shit cigarette or maybe i rolled it and i didn't want it i was just rolling because i felt like rolling and and i thought you looked like a dope hut you were wearing a beanie <laughs> and you went out and i was like oh this guy definitely smokes up and i i wanted to give it to you and you're like oh thanks you made like a simple joke about you know you not smoking and then you continued and and like I, I I think I I joked about you being a dope head and you're like you went with it I think 
That's so weird, man. I have no memory of this yeah. this exchange. I just, but then, yeah, still <laughs> You know, something like that along yeah. the lines, and then you you went to your hostel. Uh, but I ran I ran into you again before we ran on like we ran into each other twice I mm, think before mm. running into each other on the rooftop. Yeah, actually, actually, yeah, and you gave me because we talked about the hostels for a little bit, and yeah. um, you were so excited about the way hostel you were staying at, which was an amazing hostel, and for some reason we changed contacts there and there I think. Did we? I think so, because then some other nights, I came over to the hostel, we chilled, played some Mortal Kombat, <laughs> smoked a joint, talked shit. Dude, my grandchildren are listening, bro. <laughs> Calm down. Ah. Audacity. Audacity. <laughs> that it. We were smoking a beep. <laughs> Playing yeah. some Mortal Kombat. No, but that was after we met on the rooftop, for Okay, sure. could be, could yeah, be. It's, uh, yeah. The timelines are blurry. The timelines are pretty blurry. So we uh, we went to this... Uh, there's there a rooftop in Madrid that you could see most of the city from there. And I, I went there and I was like... It was the beginning of my exchange and I was like so excited to meet new people and so excited to experience new things. And I, I was literally going from person to person trying to find someone that's interesting and... And trying to have a good conversation with someone like, and like everyone just disappointed me. And like maybe maybe it's a bit childish and egotistical of me to have been like that, to be honest. And um, sure, I had my expectations, I guess. But then you, I see Johannes passing by, and I just like, I tell him like, dude, oh my god, man, like I'm I'm so pissed off, you know, I'm I've, I'm just like I just want to meet like one interesting person, please, hmm. you know. I'm so bored and like everyone here is so boring and I just want to leave and and then you used to wear this uh, what ha- what happened to your leather jacket dude it's still here but <laughs> fuck it's winter man it's too cold for a winter leather jacket <laughs> yeah, like he's he's always wearing this damn leather leather jacket man like yeah but it's a damn nice jacket it's a damn nice jacket so I remember like how you when we started talking you you were carrying on this cool guy act. You were, you were so... The school guy act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, you were so What trying, does that mean? You were so trying to be cool, you know, like... You never told me this. Like, before. you 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 were, you know, like, lay, laying with your back against the, the edge of the rooftop. Mm. Oh, your, yeah, Your yeah. hands to your sides, as if you don't give a fuck about anything. You're just talking, like, so calm and, like, so chill. All comes back to me now. Yeah, you, you were trying to play that cool, cool, like, cool guy act. With great success. With... <laughs> With minor success, and then like uh, I mentioned to him, wait, how did I know that you meditate? <laughs> it's a very good question. We started talking about some shit, and then meditation came up, obviously, because it's such an original topic, and we had like a nice talk about that. But like, the initial, the initial conversation, who knows? I think like we had Sebastian, this Mexican dude. Yeah, was, yeah, there. right, right. I've never, I haven't seen him again after that night, bro. We were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and me both. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Sebastian. Shout out to Sebastian. Viva la Mexico. Viva la Mexico. In Mexico. Let's catch up, bro. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but. 
But actually, yeah, no, it all comes back to me now because Sebastian, Sebastian, has some really good style. Yeah, he had like nice fashion. Yeah, like matching matching shirts. Yeah. Nice trousers, simple T-shirt, a man of simple but effective tastes. And yeah, we started talking about fashion a little. I think he was wearing a red leather jacket though, right? No, no, it was like a red a red sweater, something. Something like this. Something like this. Um, man, no idea what we talked about. <laughs> but meditation was definitely involved. Yeah, and then I was like, oh shit, you meditate. He's like, oh nigga, you meditate too. I'm gonna edit that part out of the show. I was like, oh, dude, you meditate too, holy shit. And then, like, uh, <laughs> then I, I mentioned something, and he's like, oh, dude, that's cool. I'm like, yeah, well, you should write it down in your to-do list. And he's like, oh, how do you know I have a to-do list? I was like, I just do. And then you said that, yeah, but I never use my to-do list. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it could be. Uh, yeah, could be. But, like, anyways, you wrote it down, and then you came and visited me in the hostel. Mm. And then I... Uh, Kicked your ass in Mortal Kombat. Bullshit. Dude, I fucking destroyed you, man. Well, whatever helps you sleep at night, man. Dude, come on. Like, you're, I, know I, you're, I, know I, you, I know you're the podcast host, I, I know but... You're for, you know. I know you're forgetful sometimes, but... It's okay. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like, Yeah, okay. let's go. And that's how this uh, love triangle started. Between... Uh, who's the third party? Love Duangle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, love love yeah. Dangle. Johannes Khaled in Madrid. Yes. And, and like I think, like I think I saw you almost at least five to six times, six times a week at least. On average. On average, yeah. six times. Let's a week. say five times a week, average. Dude, I'm sure it was six. Fuck. I'm sure it was six. Let's go with six. If you want to lie to your listeners. I mean, we, we were taking salsa classes together. We were running together almost every morning. <laughs> in your dreams. We went to we went to classes together. Mm. Uh, occasionally. Maybe, occasionally. And then, like, uh, the weekends we were either cooking something or trying to find something to do. Yeah, sure. We'll go with six. We'll go with six. I'll humor you. So, five months of seeing this guy almost every day and then not seeing him for nine months. And then coming to Finland for 10 days. Probably the worst decision I've, of my life. But I'm here. We all now. make mistakes. We all make mistakes. You know? Better learn from them. And hopefully. Hopefully. So, yeah, yeah. I also wanted to talk about the the jumping in ice water part. Mm. Because Johannes is like the... I wanted to talk to you about a lot of things other than what we talked about today, by the way. We can do it tomorrow. But right now it's getting late and I need my fucking sleep. <laughs> sure. I need my sleep. We can do another episode that I can upload later. Yeah, so you have like three hours of material to shit through. <sighs> Alright, guys, it's uh, it's late. It's past midnight. Uh, that's our midnight. No, no, no. What's the outro? That's. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm not, I'm not. I don't know, trying to be creative doesn't really work. That's Johannes's that's Johannes's finished meat for you. I, I finally have high quality finished meat on the show. No. It's been a pleasure.
Any last words, Jonas? Mm. Let me think about it for about 15 seconds. <sighs> Sweet dreams, college listeners, all 12 of you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's our midnight wisdom for you guys tonight. Finish meat. Finish meat. Let's, let's listen. Let's finish La La Land, by the way. No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs>